Hey everyone. Um, so this is the first podcast brought to you by Ad Tech Weekend Review. I am Shashwat. Uh, and since this was the 30th uh, edition of the newsletter that I am putting forward, we thought it would be great to have uh, you know an opinionated opinionated uh, discussion on various topics. And today I have been joined uh, by Sonia Shukla, who is an associate product manager uh, with the programmatic and interfaces team. Hey Sonia. Hi Shashwat. Glad to have you here. So, uh, you know, today's topic that we are going to uh, have a discussion on is mostly around, you know, how Netflix, uh, which in its earnings call revealed that it will also be looking into an art supported tier, uh, is going to change the CTV industry. At the same time, what other takeaways can we get from uh, Netflix earnings call? Uh, and, you know, just to uh, end the discussion after this, we'll again be talking about different uh, ad tech companies since it's the earnings seasons and which ad tech company by the end of 2022 will come out at the top, will have it all. So, yeah, Sonesh, glad to have you here. Let's start. Uh, Netflix has been the, you know, talk of the industry uh, for quite a long time right now. And uh, in its last earnings call, uh, it revealed that it will be having, it will be, uh, you know, putting forward some uh, ad-supported tier, uh, a lower price tier, which uh, it was kind of polar, pol- polarized against. Uh, before the earnings call, uh, in, in different conversations with uh, CEOs and uh, top executives, uh, Netflix has always told the key, uh, you know, they, they won't be having an ad supported year, which all changed uh, during their earnings call. What do you think about that? So, uh, in the current uh, earnings call, Netflix revealed that they had lose out to some 200k subscribers, and it is expected that in near future they will lose out on like 2 million subscribers so it was natural that they will uh, have something uh, related to ad platform or a new ad, ad supported tier but uh, with ad supported tier Netflix will lose out to its one of its major differentiators that has always been there with Netflix while on the surface it might appear that uh, Simply joining the ad-supported crowd, will uh, they might face a major problem uh, in the infrastructure front or how to connect with the advertisers. But if you think deeply, it can be an, a new innovation which Netflix can bring out. Like Netflix has a real opportunity to once again differentiate itself, this time with a kind of new ad platform. Got the it. question oh. is... Whether, uh, like, also the question is whether they can use this time. Like, it, they have said it will be like one or two years once they come out with this new ad supported tier. The question is whether they can use this time to think deeply about how to innovate and how viewers can experience advertising. Like, few things that I can think of is similar to what TVF does. CVF, TVF does like uh, sponsored uh, content. If you had seen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have experience that was a clear uh, advertisement advertisement of uh, an academy. So similar thing Netflix can also do. They can have some uh, collaborations with the brands and make uh, uh, like similar contents to TVF, what it is doing. And on a larger scale, like TVF is a very small company compared to Netflix. So they will have a wider reach. Also. Got it. And uh, this is only sponsored content front, right? But uh, there would also be, uh, you know, a lot of uh, hubbub in the uh, CTV space as well, right? How uh, ad placements are in, let's say, uh, other CTV plays like Roku 
or uh, you know freebie by amazon prime and stuff like that so uh, i feel that they also have uh, you know the personalization technology uh, through which they recommend us different movies uh, different tv series right um, and since they ha- know their audience so well like they have years like decades of uh, learning in uh, knowing their audiences and recommending them stuff uh, i think uh, you know very uh, personalized kind of advertising uh is something that we can expect from netflix uh, when it rolls out uh, it's ad supported tier uh, any any views on that so uh, if you see like i read about it that hulu hulu was the platform that brought a new ad format which is like on pause of a video you will see an ad okay so that was a innovation there i think netflix might have some more innovations in in between the videos they might have some advertisements or which will be a like uh, which will not hinder the user experience as well but in also have a good uh, visibility of the ads as well so i feel netflix will have more innovations coming and like that platform is gonna see newer innovations in the future definitely definitely i think netflix being netflix and how it has adapted to different changes since its inception first it started with a dvd uh, you know service and then it moved on to uh, a streaming platform it has seen a lot of uh, you know paradigm shifts or pivots uh, in its business model and i think uh, advertising um, can also be one of the main uh, shifts that netflix can witness in the upcoming future uh, definitely and uh, one more thing uh, i thought uh, can was a key takeaway from its earnings call was that uh, you know the password sharing point wherein uh, you know netflix has been very open about uh, you know sharing of passwords among its uh, among different people in the house or among friends and everything but uh, you know since the subscriber growth has uh, declined uh, it, it was it has declined and uh, you know the growth has uh, already become uh, a depreciation kind of a thing so uh, we can see that uh, you know the password sharing is also coming to an end and they are trying to cut down on uh, password sharing what do you think uh, would take uh, would how the you know consumers would react to uh, such a change coming from uh, one of from the biggest uh, you know streaming platform in the world so if you see netflix as the like uh, netflix is one of the higher rising platform right now so yeah uh, in us i had research it has somewhere around uh, $20 per month which yeah. is the highest quality version uh, and the minimum one is somewhere around i guess $12 or so, so. and if you see amazon prime it's way lo- like in 15 dollars they give you amazon prime video uh, uh, prime shipping all those and only if you consider the videos uh, only the video part it is somewhere around 9 dollars so if you see there is a major price difference and due to which uh, they have been losing the subscribers so they estimated like with uh, pass- password sharing uh there there is like an additional 100 million of users currently they have like 220 million users so yeah. if you see they are losing out like on 100 million subscribers due to pass- password sharing so it makes sense for them to have some technological innovation there so that they can reduce uh that part even if let's say uh, some of the subscribers might go out they might have new subscribers coming in as well uh let's say yeah. the number of incoming subscriber is higher then they might uh, lower their pricing as well with ad supported tier i guess uh, with freer version they might have more subscribers coming in as well 
Mm, yeah, that, that makes sense uh, because I think uh, this is what uh, HBO Max also did. They, they brought in an ad-supported tier and more and more people were happy to actually uh, subscribe onto the ad-supported uh, version uh, compared to the higher uh, non-ad-supported version because ultimately what they wanted was content. And since it wasn't, you know, the ad breaks as usual that uh, we have on uh, linear TV, it was uh, quite different from that. It was, uh, you know, ad placements as we have on web and everything. Uh, it was, people were actually happy to, uh, you know, subscribe, uh, subscribe to that. Uh, yeah, great, great on that front. Uh, apart from that, I also see that, uh, you know, in general, the uh, subscriber growth has uh, declined. For example, uh, I was uh, I was reading an article on, uh, you know, the subscriber loss. And uh, in, in UK alone, there has been, uh, consumers have walked away from around 1.5 million uh, video on demand accounts. That is uh, including Disney Plus, Apple TV and other subscribers in the first quarter of 2022 itself. So I think this might, uh, but you know, on the same, uh, at the same time, other uh, players, uh, let's say who and everything might have added some uh, subscribers on their front as well. So I think there has been a bit of a decline. Uh, probably uh, the, uh, you know, uh, consumers are also rethinking their strategy on uh, what, uh, you know, different video on demands or what different uh, streaming platforms they want to be a part of. And ultimately, it gels down to, you know, the quality of content that we have, which uh, we have seen that uh, in, in terms of Netflix originals and HBO originals, as well as uh, Disney originals and everything, um, there have been uh, quite a lot of uh, influx of money uh, putting into that. Uh, in, in one of those, uh, you know, one of those examples would be um, Prime Video actually buying uh, you know, this, your, your, uh, MGM, right? Uh, for, uh, I think around 8 billion or something. But it was an amazing deal because they got, um, uh, James Bond's full series and other major, uh, movies and TV series into their platform, which was kind of like a content differentiator, uh, if you ask me. So yeah, I think Netflix is going to, you know, it would be very interesting to see how Netflix uh, comes back uh, with an ad-supported tier as well as uh, to counter its uh, subscriber decline. Uh, great on that uh, front. Yep. I also feel like uh, we we are seeing a good uh, rise in the content creation from like uh, from the like normal individuals. So yeah, there might be this thing like why why is it uh, restricted only to Instagram or YouTube? There might be that you might see user generated contents on OTT platforms as well, maybe in near future that can also help them attract new subscribers. Uh, because as you see, uh, the, uh, what we call, like the, the user, uh, attention span has decreased. Okay. So like yep. with, uh, three hours content and now with, with reels shots coming, which is like less than a one minute, one minute videos, uh, they might be preferring a, a shorter content. So there might be an opportunity for Netflix to explore Netflix or similar OTT platforms to explore those opportunities as well. If they are able to attract the content creators, they might again gain some new subscribers there. Definitely, definitely. And uh, it also depends, like, 
I think uh, one of the cases we can look at is how uh, Netflix leveraged on TVF's, uh, you know, uh, series like Quota Factory and all, right? Uh, they were brought into, uh, they were initially on uh, YouTube, um, and and uh, in and that too free of cost. You just need to watch a couple of ads in the beginning, and then you are able to watch all the episodes that were there, right? But uh, right. once it came into Netflix. Now it became a part of the paid content. And uh, to be very honest, TVF isn't a huge, uh, you know, production house that people will like, uh, you know, we need to uh, give them more and more content or they'll be putting out content like Paramount and everything. But uh, these kind of small, uh, you know, create production houses, small uh, content creators, uh, a group of content creators. I think this is kind of like the future when they uh, come up with limited series content like Coda Factory, Aspirants and everything, uh, which people might want to see in the longer run. I think I completely agree with that. That, that might be uh, kind of like what uh, people want in the near future. Also, uh, I feel right now, music, music videos and all is very limited to uh, YouTube. Like what if uh, they are not happy with YouTube if they want a new platform, that is all. That is also going to be an opportunity for newer OTT streams, like some some someone like T Series or other music music uh, companies. They might also switch out to those. Yeah, it all it depends on who who is going to offer them a good opportunity, good money making opportunity there. That's an interesting point because uh, they have currently leveraged into uh, YouTube itself because uh, that has kind of like the largest scale. But, uh, you know, uh, I think uh, for platforms or for uh, creators like T-Series and uh, music labels and everything, uh, since it's more of an audio content, although, uh, you know, uh, videos have been associated with it, uh, I feel YouTube seems to be the best platform uh, for them because it gives them a lot of scale. Uh, having like hundreds and millions of views, sometimes even billions of views might not be possible uh, for for uh, on, on let's say Netflix or uh, Disney or any other OTT platform. But, uh, you know, having said that, uh, there is also an opportunity uh, in, the, in the video streaming space uh, for... Uh, Spotify as well, if they want to uh, come into this, uh, you know, era and bring in, uh, you know, video podcasts as well as uh, videos of uh, these music uh, songs and everything, right? So I think that is also one of the things uh, probably they might be looking at. Not sure on uh, how how their strategy would be though. I feel is in that case, it is uh, PC's choice where they want to be. Like if they feel some some newer platform can give them more money. Yep. And it's only due to their content, uh, due to which they are generating the views. It might take some time initially, but you never know. Like some other platforms might be able to uh, beat uh, YouTube. Like YouTube yep. is showing yep. that. Exactly what happened with uh, Joe Rogan and his podcast when he, uh, he was acquired by Spotify for 100 million bucks. And uh, he, he, you know, exclusively started to put it on Spotify, right? So, yeah. kind of like that. Yeah, completely makes sense. Cool. Let's, I think, move on to the next question, which is kind of like uh, the morning question. 
since it's the earnings season, a lot of uh, different ad tech companies have uh, revealed their numbers. Uh, you know, Google had kind of a disappointing quarter. Uh, so so did Amazon, but uh, some of the other companies have done pretty well compared to the bigger giants. Which company do you think uh, has the best strategy going forward into 2022? And uh, which company do you think will come out at the top uh, in, in a span of, let's say, one or two years? So, uh, so let's have a quick overview over the uh, companies that we have on the, and the publicly listed front. Yeah. Uh, on the DSP sites, we have TTD and Creteo, and on SSP sites, we have Magnite and Pubmatic. So, TTD is focusing on Open Path, uh, where they are continuously having more premium publishers joining them. We have seen uh, some newer publishers join them recently, which is like just uh, two three days ago. And that involves Forbes, Mediavine, and uh, many premium publishers. Yeah. So still a long way to go on the open path, uh, open path front. But uh, also, if you see their agency relationships, agency relationships has also been becoming stronger over the years. They have been continuously able to uh, have a good uh, net dollar retention rate and newer client additions. Uh, if you see, they uh, include only those clients which have more than like a hundred million dollars spent, and that has been continuously growing for them. Like uh, from, I guess currently they have somewhere around thousand of those. Which in two years, has increased from eight hundred to somewhere around thousands. Now, Creteo is focusing on retail media and seeing good growth, but twenty twenty two might slow them a bit. Because uh, because of rising inflation rates, we, we might see lesser uh, consumer spending, and which might result in lesser uh, retail advertising spends as well. So, Tito might face some problems in a near future. While Magnite focuses completely on CTV, if you see their uh, results and all, uh, they see a good growth in CTV. They have uh, multiple mergers and acquisitions there, spot ads, and many such acquisitions. Yeah, Spring was one of them. So they have been continuously showing a, a good EBITDA margin growth. That is basically if you exclude the depreciation and amortization part of the acquisitions, but uh, profitability will take some years for them still because of the mergers and acquisitions cost. Pubmatic like has multiple focus areas. They are also focusing on CTV, OTT, mobile app. And also a uh, feature of open open web that is building cookie-less solutions for audience targeting. So, and they have been seeing continuously good growth. Like uh, every year they have been uh, seeing somewhere around 25% profit, profitability and a good growth there. So, uh, like I feel personally that 2020 will be a year of slower growth for all of them. But uh, if you f- want to know which will be the... Uh, Biggest beneficiary, I feel it might be problematic because of its diverse set of products and focus areas. Okay, and, that, uh, and, that's an interesting and, point. Yep. And they do have a greater technological efficiency. If you see the technological uh, and development cost, it is way lower than compared to the peers. Okay. Oh, like compared to Magnite, if you see. Got it. 
got it got it got it and uh, you know you, you mentioned a great point about uh, you know the diverse set of products i think because um while uh, trade desk is focusing directly uh, having relationships with uh, you know through their open path directly having relationships with uh, publishers uh, you know create you having the retail media strategy in place and uh, you know ctv uh, magnet having their ctv strategy in place uh, pubmatic does come out at the top uh, with is diverse set of products but uh, having said that don't you think the you know phrase of jack of all trades master of none uh, might come into this place because uh, because what i feel is that they are not kind of like owning any one specific point in the chart right uh, since uh, you know creators let's say uh, leveraging the uh, retail media strategy with with full might at the same time magnite is into the ctv space with full might um, but uh, you know pubmatic is uh, with the, is the you know having their hands in all the all the buckets right so how do you think uh, you know in in growth prospects uh, uh, pubmatic would do when let's say these uh, players the the players who have uh, their might in different different spaces uh, they they come out uh, with a huge profit in their uh, spaces and then magnite has to catch up with them uh, and that to separately with all of them how do you think would that pan out also uh, like Pubmatic's uh, comparison should be like only to Magnite. Magnite is fo- focusing on CTV while they are seeing a greater uh, growth in CTV. But yeah. Pubmatic is not that far behind. Like they are also seeing a good growth. Like on on a quarter or quarter basis or year on year basis, they are seeing a good growth. But uh, like Pubmatic is, I, I I personally feel like the Pubmatic is not li- or not only focusing on one of the strategies. What if uh, the way they are expecting CTV to be growing, it doesn't happen. Like they they do have a backup. They might have some other ways. So uh, I think that is missing on Magnite's front. So that is the reason why I see Pubmatic will have a good uh, good uh, like short term future years ahead. Great, great, great. So I think I think that uh, brings us to the end of the discussion. We discussed greatly on how Netflix will be uh, leveraging its ad growth at the same time. Uh, you know, it would be great to see how you know different uh, smaller sized uh, creators come on to these bigger OTT platforms. And then Sonich also, uh, you know, kind of accentuated on the fact that how Pebmatic, since it's uh, having a very diverse portfolio, uh, will try to come out uh, at the top at the end of 2022. Sonish, any closing remarks that you would like to add on? It would be interesting to see how uh, Netflix comes up with an, like newer advertising ideas. Uh, I guess maybe... If, uh, like I've read, like there are many uh, companies that are focusing on newer uh, strategies on showing advertising on video platform, maybe in in the content itself, product placement and all. Like uh, like we have seen in the gaming world as well, they are trying to do many things. So it would be an interesting future ahead. Got it. Got it. Got it. Great. Great to know that. And I think uh, that's that's. Uh... That marks the end of our first podcast. 
um glad to have you here uh, sonesh it was great talking to you uh, i thought this uh, conversation was quite insightful uh, and all and for all the readers and listeners if you have any specific topics that you would like uh, us to cover in the future uh, editions of this podcast do let us know in comments thank you so much thanks sonesh thank you shashwat for having me on here great great thanks